Yeah. Man, you guys are looking especially great today. Well done dressing up. How many people dressed up? Let me see real quick. Yeah, you guys are looking incredible. Even some of our leaders dressed up. We got peanut butter and jelly. Thank you very much. That's so good. Uh, No, seriously, thank you guys for coming to our Halloween bash and a big, big, big congratulations to the winners of our costume contest. Uh, Now, I got to say this real quick, okay? If you won the giant Hershey's bar or the gummy, the giant gummy bear, the giant gummy worm, um, here's a word of caution to you, okay? Please don't try to eat all of that tonight, okay? You will die, okay? That is just... Too much sugar for one human to consume, really in a lifetime, but especially in a night, okay? So share it with your friends, share it over the course of the next couple months or whatever, okay? Because that's a lot of candy. But seriously, we're excited that you guys are here. Thank you for coming to our Halloween bash. And if we haven't had a chance to meet yet, I want to introduce myself. My name is Steve, and I am privileged, privileged, hello. Your dad has a very cool name. Um, So uh, I'm privileged to be the student pastor here at the 12 Stone Sugarloaf Campus. And look, if you're new, meaning this is maybe your first time to M12, or maybe it's like your first time in a long time, or maybe you've been away for a little bit and now you're back. However you got here, we are so, so incredibly excited that you are here tonight. And I think tonight is going to be a lot of fun for you. Because after all, we are in the Halloween season right now. Is anyone excited about Halloween on Monday? Yeah. I can tell, by the way. I can tell that you are excited. You're amped. You're ready? So here's what I want you to do on the count of three. On the count of three, we're going to get some of this energy out. I want you to shout at me your favorite part of Halloween. Okay, on the count of three, favorite part of Halloween. One, two, three. Everything. I heard a lot of people say candy. A lot of people said candy. Um, Some people said like dressing up, costumes, putting on a mask. Uh, Some people, did, did, did someone say scary movies? I thought I heard scary movies. Yeah, a few scary movies, okay. Uh, Halloween, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed this. Okay, I love Halloween. Yeah, I'm all about this time of year. Here we go. I'm all about the fall season when the weather turns cool. Uh, I love Christmas. I love Thanksgiving. I love Halloween. But Halloween, to be honest, to be honest, Halloween is a really weird, it's a weird holiday. Okay? I don't know if you've noticed this. And I don't mean weird like how it began, the All Hallows' Eve. I'm talking about today in culture. Halloween is weird because here's the whole premise of Halloween. Okay? Here's the whole premise. The whole premise is dress up, pretend to be someone else, Put on a mask, put on a costume, and the better your mask is, the more you can convince other people that you're not you, but you're actually someone else, the more you get rewarded, right? And you get rewarded with candy. So if you can put on a good mask, if you can put on a good costume, if you can convince other people that you are not you, then you will get rewarded with candy, right? That's the whole premise of Halloween. And here's the really strange thing about Halloween, and especially as it relates to like M12 and to church, okay? Here's the weird thing, okay? The reason, the reason that we love Halloween is the same reason why we hate 
church, or maybe some of you or some of your friends hate church. Here's what I mean. Okay, let me explain. The thing we love about Halloween is that you get to dress up, you get to pretend to be someone that you're not, you get to act like someone else, you get to like pretend that you're this other person, and then you get rewarded, and that's what Halloween is all about. But, but, when you come to church and you act like someone else, or maybe you have a friend that acts like someone else, we don't really like that. Right? In, in fact, I've actually talked to a lot of students that have said the thing that aggravates them, the thing that frustrates them, the type of people that they don't want to associate with, and the type of people that they hope they never become are these type of people. Fake people. Right? Amen. Okay? Because, here we go, listen up. Y'all are like amped. Y'all are amped right now. Okay? But, here's the deal. Listen up. The reason we don't like fake people is we don't like when people act like they're someone else. We don't like when people put on a mask. We don't like when people pretend to be, you know, have it all together even though they don't have it all together. And there's actually a Christianese, kind of a churchy word for fake people. Does anyone know what the Christianese, kind of churchy word for when people act fake? The Christianese word is this, hypocrite. Has anyone ever heard that word? In fact, listen up, listen up. Okay, this word hypocrite, I want to talk about it, because for some of you, or maybe for some of your friends, this word is the reason why you don't want to go to church, or maybe the reason why your friends don't want to go to church, and maybe for them, or maybe for you, you've said this phrase before. You've said, the reason I don't want to go is because the church is so full of hypocrites. In other words, the church, or M12, let's be real, some people say M12 is so full of hypocrites, it's so full of people that act like they have it all together even though they don't have it all together. It's so full of people that try to pretend like they're okay even though they're not okay, even though their life is messed up, even though they have addictions, even though they have struggles, even though they have doubts, but when they come to church, they act like they have it all together. And maybe for you, or for some of your friends, that's the reason, that's the reason, that you don't go to church, or maybe that's the reason that your friends don't go to church, is because you complain the church is so full of hypocrites. So here's the question that I want to go after tonight. Here's the question. The question is, so what do we do with all the hypocrites at church? Like, do we kick them out? Do we just say, leave, bye, you know, don't let the, whore hit, you know, the uh, door hit you, right? Um, do we say, like, three strikes and you're out? Right? Do we say, like, you can be a hypocrite once, but then the second time you're going to get a warning, and then the third time you're done, right? Is that what we do? Or, you know, what do we do with all the hypocrites at church? And here's why this question is so important. Because sometimes, if we're honest, sometimes we are hypocrites, right? Sometimes we act like we have it all together, even though we don't. Sometimes we are guilty of putting on a mask. Sometimes we are guilty of pretending to be someone that we're not. Sometimes we are the ones who are hypocrites. And so this question matters because sometimes we are hypocrites. So what do we do with all the hypocrites at church? And this is a question, and this is an issue, and this is a tension that Jesus dealt with 
all the time. So I want to look at how he addressed this issue on one particular occasion. So in addition to all the candy that we've given you, we've also given you Bibles under your seats or under the seat in front of you. So go ahead, grab a Bible. We're going to look at how Jesus addressed this issue. What do we do with all the hypocrites at church? So grab your Bibles, turn to page 1032, page 1032 at Luke chapter 5. Okay, Luke chapter 5, page 1032, and I want to set the scene for you, okay? So on this one occasion, Jesus was having a bash of his own. It wasn't a Halloween bash, but it was a party with some tax collectors. And these tax collectors were actually not good people. They were really bad people. So Jesus was partying with all of the bad people and some of the good people, some of the people that acted like they had it all together, some of the people that pretended like they were the ones that had it all together. They got mad at Jesus because Jesus was hanging out with people that were nothing like Jesus. Jesus was hanging out with bad people. And this is what happened in Luke chapter 5, verse 30. It says, but the Pharisees... And the teachers of the law who belong to their sect. In other words, these are all the goody two-shoes. These are all the people that had their life together. These were all like the good people, okay? Those people complained to their disciples, and this is what they said to Jesus and his disciples. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? In other words, Jesus and all of Jesus' people, why are you hanging out with bad people? Why are you hanging out with people that like have a past? Why are you hanging out with people that party on the weekends? Why are you hanging out with people that drink? Why are you hanging out with people that smoke? After all, Jesus, don't you know who they really are? Jesus, don't you know that they actually struggle? Jesus, don't you know that they like party on the weekends? Jesus, haven't you seen their Snapchat? Jesus, haven't you seen their Insta or their Finsta? Like, don't you know who they actually are? Because Jesus, if you knew who you were hanging out with, you would probably think twice about hanging out with them. They looked at Jesus and they said, Jesus, why are you hanging out with all the bad people. More specifically, why are you hanging out with people who don't have their life together? Why are you hanging out with people who aren't okay? Why are you hanging out with the people who are struggling? And this is what Jesus said. Jesus answered them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. In other words, when you go to a hospital, you're going to find a bunch of sick people, right? When you go to a hospital, you're going to find people who have all sorts of ailments, all sorts of diseases, and those are the people that the doctor sees. The doctor goes to see room by room the people who are sick. The doctor really doesn't care about the people who have their life together. The doctor really doesn't care about the people who are healthy. The doctor doesn't make house visits to people who have nothing wrong with them. The doctor only sees people who are sick. And Jesus says, in the exact same way that a doctor doesn't go to the healthy, but a doctor goes to the sick, I, Jesus, the great doctor, says, I have not come to call righteous, but sinners. In other words, Jesus said, I haven't come for the people that have their life all together. I haven't come for the people who are all okay. I haven't come for the people that are like clean as a whistle and have never messed up. I have come for the people, hey, hold on, we got to listen. We can't be getting up and grabbing candy in the middle of service. That's not how we do things, okay? Okay, now pay attention because this is so huge, okay? This is a big, big deal. Okay, so a lot of people thought Jesus shouldn't hang out with all these bad people. And Jesus said, in the same way that a doctor goes to sick people, I am going to people that don't have their life together. This is what Jesus was saying. 
Jesus said, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay if you struggle. It's okay if you doubt. It's okay if you have temptation. It's okay if your life isn't all together. In fact, I think of it kind of like this as it relates to M12. We got a big room of people here, right? We're all together, okay? We're all together even though we don't have it all together, right? We're just a bunch of people who don't have it all together, but we're all together. And Jesus says, that's who I came for. I didn't come for the people that had their life together. I came for the people who were hurting. I came for the people who are spiritually sick. I came for the people who need help. We're all together even though we don't have it all together. Meaning it's okay if you're not okay. It's okay if you struggle. It's okay if you doubt. It's okay if you're hurting it's okay if you're struggling with temptation. It's okay if you're depressed. It's okay if you're anxious. It's okay to not be okay. And this is true for everyone in this room. For you, it's okay if you're not okay. And for you, it's okay if you're not okay. And even for me, it's okay if I'm not okay. And to be honest, I'm not okay. Because a lot of you know this, about a month and a half, my dad passed away. He had a very short and aggressive form of stage four lung cancer, and it ended up taking his life. And I lost my dad a month and a half ago, and I'm not okay. Like, this doesn't just apply to you. It applies to me. It applies to Steve. It applies to the guy up here on stage that it's okay that I'm not okay. Because I struggle. And I hurt. And there are some mornings that it's really tough for me to wake up. And the reason it's tough for me to wake up is because I keep hoping if I can just sleep a little bit more then maybe I'll wake up and things will be different. And there are times when it's tough to focus. It's tough to focus on family. It's tough to focus on work because when I start focusing, I start thinking of my dad and so I just want to think about something else because I'm not okay. In fact, I even went to, a few days ago, I went to the store, went to Kroger and grabbed, some, uh, grabbed a rotisserie chicken. And that's what we were going to eat for dinner. Okay, so I went to Kroger, I grabbed the chicken, and for some weird reason, when I grabbed the chicken, I got really sad, and I didn't even know why. And then got some more stuff and checked out and went home, and I was just down, and Catherine could tell. And my wife looked at me, and she said, are, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know, I'm just sad for some reason. And it wasn't until I started eating the chicken that I realized that that was the exact same meal we had in the hospital when my dad was sick. And as soon as I connected those thoughts, I just started crying because the pain was so real and the memory was so strong. So can I just say for me, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay if you're hurting. It's okay if you doubt. It's okay if you're wrestling with anxiety or depression it's okay if you're upset about things going on at your family. It's okay if you're upset or bitter about things going on at school. It's okay 
to not be okay. Because me too. If you're hurting, me too. If you're confused, me too. If you're doubting, me too. It's okay to not be okay. But thankfully for us, Jesus doesn't end there. In fact, I actually cut off the sentence that Jesus told his disciples. So I want to read to you the full sentence of what Jesus actually said. When he started talking about the reason that he came for people who weren't okay, this is what he said. He said, I have not come to call the righteous, the people that have it all together, but sinners to repentance. In other words, I've called sinners, people that don't have their life together, to turn their life around, to have a better life, to have hope, to have a future. It's like this, when you go to the hospital, it's okay to admit you're not okay. It's okay to admit that you're sick, but the reason you go to the hospital is to get better. And Jesus said, it's the same with me. It's okay for you to not be okay, but when you're with Jesus, Jesus starts to make things better. In other words, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. And here at M12, we want this to be a place where it's okay to not be okay. But we love you too much and we believe Jesus loves you too much for you to stay that way. And so if you're struggling or you're hurting, me too. I get it, but I don't want to stay this way and I don't want you to stay this way and I don't think Jesus wants you to stay this way because he loves you too much. Because we're all together, even though we don't have it all together, but the reason that we're here is because we know the one who has it all together, right? The whole reason that we're here is not because I have it together or you have it together or even your small group leader has it together. The reason that we're here is because Jesus has it all together and that's why we're here at M12. Because we need a doctor. And the first step is to admit that you're not okay. And that's when the doctor can begin going to work. And so we want this place to be a place where Jesus, the doctor of your soul, can begin working. Because it's okay to not be okay, but it's just not okay to stay that way. And so the next time someone says to me, you know, the church is just so full of hypocrites. What I'm going to say to them and what you should say to them is, I know. And the hospital is so full of sick people. Because that's what Jesus said. He said the reason why church people don't have it all together is because we're running to the doctor who has it all together. It's okay for us to not be okay. And so what if tonight was the first time that you actually got honest with God? Or maybe what if tonight was the night that you actually got honest with your small group leader? Or what if you actually got honest with your small group? And instead of showing up to your small group and pretending like everything's okay, even though everything's not okay, what if you were honest and you said, look, I gotta be real for a second. I'm not okay. My family is struggling my friend group is struggling. It's like I used to be a, a part of this group, but now they like kicked me out. They won't even talk to me anymore. I'm struggling with some real stuff. What if tonight was the night that instead of putting on the mask like we always do, what if we were honest and we said it's okay to not be okay? But Jesus loves you too much for you to stay that way. And so here's the question that I want you to talk about 
in your small group. The question is this. What masks do you need to take off? What's the area of life where you're struggling? And maybe tonight's the night that you're honest with an accountability partner or you're honest with your small group or maybe you're just honest with your small group leader. And you said, I know I've acted like I have it all together, but I don't have it all together. I need help. I need Jesus. That's what we pray happens. See, because we're all together even though we don't have it all together. Hello, I don't have it all together. But it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way because Jesus loves you too much. And I believe tonight he wants to begin working. And so what we're going to do in just a little bit is we're going to dismiss the small groups. And we actually have a special treat for you. We've got some um, s'mores to give you in your small group. But, but before we do that, if you need to have a conversation with your small group leader or you need to have a conversation with your small group, that's the reason why we have the s'mores. That's the reason why we have the fire pits outside because we want you to have honest conversations in your small group around the fire. So don't let tonight go by without being honest about the masks that maybe tonight God is calling you to take off. Because it's okay to not be okay, but Jesus loves you too much for you to stay that way. So let me pray for you. So God, I know that for many of these students, this is an easy thing to talk about, but maybe not an easy thing to live out. So I pray that you would give them the boldness to talk about what's actually going on in life. Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's an addiction, maybe it's a struggle, maybe it's a doubt. But I pray tonight that students would be real with one another and they would be real with their small group leader. And most importantly, they would be real with you and say, God, I'm not okay, but I'm running to the one who is okay. In fact, he's better than okay. He is my God who loves me. I pray that tonight would be a night of freedom where students would admit to one another, we don't have it all together, but we know the one who has it all together. Would you bring breakthrough in these small groups tonight? We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.